Hey everybody, this is Chad. Very quick intro. I have great news. Uh, right, Mike Cronin, we've all been waiting for his stories. We know that, A, sometimes they maybe weren't good in the past. We also know that he had trouble pressing record. So what we did, we took the money from the very merry middle of somewhere and we flew him to my home so he can be across the, the kitchen island making eye contact, telling the same stories that killed me last week, but we didn't get recorded. And so uh, finally, I am happy to tell you that uh, we have Mike Cronin as a guest. Enjoy the show. I know I did last week. Hey, everybody, this is Chad Daniels, and you have landed in the middle of somewhere. Thank you so much for coming back. You are not going to fucking believe this. I'm sitting across my kitchen island from Mike Cronin. You know him as a guy who can't tell a story and or can't press record. So we, I, like I said, we fly him in to be face to face. He has to do nothing but tell the exact stories he told before. I went to the bathroom before we started. He got into my Cadbury eggs and tried to eat two of them at once. He is now in the emergency room. I have called my great, fantastic friend to come in and help us out she has a new album you can pre-order it right now this instant if you want you can press pause after you get the information don't do that now because you won't know what to do but it's hillbilly bougie and our guest of course mary tenstead oh my here we go let me try it again our guest i got so excited I guess, hey, everybody, I got stung. Oh, there's a person here my tongue got stung by a bee Ladies and gentlemen, no edit needed, Mary Santora. Hey, I did hey, it. It's not, it's not even a hard name. It sounds, it's it's spelled like it sounds. Mm -hmm. I just got way too ahead of myself and my brain was like, there's a T, bitch. Don't miss the T. And then, of course, I was like, Tansora. This is Tansora party. Yeah, this I'm, is Tansora. You know what? I'm excited to be here regardless of what you call me. So that's fine. So listen, I uh, it's great to have you. I just saw you. Mm -hmm. I was just in Cleveland at the beginning of January. You live in Cleveland. You work in Cleveland, but you tour around the, the great nation. Mm -hmm. I have to say great, or we lose listeners, the great nation. Because I do. I believe it's a great nation. Yes. As much as I bitch about people that don't wear masks, I think this is a fantastic fucking nation. Want to know why? Because I get to bitch about people that don't wear masks. Yes. In other countries, I would be hanged or shot or had my tongue cut out, which... Apparently, I may have at the beginning of the show when I was introducing you. Sounded like it. Um, yes. Thank you very much. But it's nice to see you. Yeah, it's good to see you, too. Yeah, I get to, yeah, touring all over the great nation, unfortunately, at a halt. But it's yeah. when you're excited to go back, that tells you how great the nation is, you know? That's true. Because if the nation wasn't great, what would we be doing? We'd be sitting here trying to catch grapes in our mouth, bouncing them off a wall or something ridiculous. Just something that, just a time waster. Absolutely. Um I have gotten a bunch of, so last week I talked about writing postcards to my friends because I caught my mailman reading a postcard <laughs> okay. of mine. And so now I've written several postcards to my friends that are, um, are just like, listen, you told me to put the bomb in this place and it's actually 
I, it's in the wrong place. So what do we do? Do you have the timer? Like all this stuff, just ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. Shit. And so now postmen are, are, I hope, and women are reading these and just being like, who the fuck lives here? And why do you have this friend? Is that a felony, though? I don't think so, because uh, it's, I guess between, you're not... it's, it's correspondence between two friends. OK, I was going to say, and I guess you're not like actually sending a bomb. But I didn't know if you could if it was one of those True. like bomb on an airplane. Can you mention bomb in the in the mail? I don't know. It seems like. Well, Mary, now I have to tell you, I don't know. And I'm real scared. I just felt my nuts tingle. And I hate that feeling because it either means I'm way up high on a building or I'm about to get in trouble. Well, just so you know that. Maybe next time just write in really terrible Spanish or something and don't go all the way to hiding bombs. Well, now you're asking me to blame people from Mexico for my ridiculous idea of bombs through the mail. I can't do that. That's uh, I didn't say absurd. blame anyone. You said you Spanish. Oh, OK. <laughs> I forgot. I'm sorry. <laughs> You're just backing off like, yeah, okay, whatever. Yeah, yeah, no, no, you get it. You get it. <laughs> um, you know Jim Twos. I do know Jim Twos. Good Jim friend. Jim Twos, yep, fantastic human being. Uh, amazing lover, I've heard. Um, <laughs> former Coast Guard. Yes. Former fat uh, kid. Former fat kid running. He posted a picture from a couple years ago. I almost died. The Fat Tuesday picture? It's my favorite day of the year. Oh, I don't remember what it was, but I mean, he was laying on a couch next to somebody and I was just like, who's under you, Jim? Right. And he's lost so much weight. I mean, good for him. You know who could have been under him? Me. You wouldn't Listen, have even known. I've had some problems uh, during this pandemic. But what I was going to tell you about Jim Tews is he's a great artist as well, but he also um, he started a podcast, Moose and the Knuckle, in the morning. <laughs> I have been doing... Uh, Moose in the morning for a long time before your friend Bill Squire, our friend Bill Squire, mm -hmm. told me that Jim Twos had Moose in the morning. So I changed it to Antelope in the AM because I know you're in radio, but that's what radio people do. Mm -hmm. They just find a different way around it. But yeah. you know what? I like Jim Twos. I like him a lot. I hope he likes me back because I'm taking back Moose in the morning right now. Right now. It's, it's happening. This, it is, this Moose, is the declaration. This is the declaration so we're going to do it right now we're going to ease into it okay you're okay. throwing down the proverbial gauntlet i am but i'm, I'm going to ease into it i want people to know this is not my best effort i've been doing antelope in the a.m but now i'm doing moose in the morning and it's uh it's been a while i'm rusty from doing moose in the morning so um here we go. Hey, everybody, Moose in the Morning. Thanks for coming back. It's a live time, drive time, Monday fun day. You got it. We got Mary Santora. Not so hard, Daniels. Mary Santora in the hot seat. Hey, everybody, that was Cindy Lopper. Girls just want to have fun. Hey, if telling white guys they suck an asshole is fun, well, guess what? Girls are having tons of fun. Also, that was a, uh, a two-banger. We got uh, Down Under from Men at Work. Hey, men, if you are at work down under congratulations your girl is having fun we got mary santor in the hot seat uh -huh. moose in the morning hey mary uh, i heard you were an accident prone tomboy when you were younger is that right yes that is that is right and you know girl, <laughs> girls just want to have fun am i right moose come on all right here we go uh, everybody knows girls want to have fun hey come party girls am i right come down to the station we got tickets <laughs> Just vague tickets, not even to anything particular. Just we have tickets. I like that. We, we, we got tickets. We don't tell you what they're for until you show us you're a whore. Am I right? Come on, oh, everybody. Moose in the morning. <laughs>
anyways, back, I, I want I would like to hear your story. Let me get away from Moose in the morning. No, that's okay. I want to hear your stories about being a tomboy because I happen to know I've, I follow you on Instagram mm-hmm. and you're always doing like fucking loop-de-loops and flips and handstands and you have cheerleader outfits on from 10 years ago. Yes. You don't seem like a tomboy to me. Oh, no. I Well, I grew up so much. I had two older brothers or I guess I have two older brothers. Um, okay. They, uh... They were big into like skateboarding and BMX biking and they would build like dirt jumps in the woods. And I just wanted to be like them so bad. Like I just wanted to hang out and be like one of the guys. So I was always, you know, just trying to tag along and stuff. And so um, a lot of my accidents involve bikes. And one of the worst (laughs) ones, I was with my girlfriends um, and we were just playing with this like stupid like airplane toy or something like that. And um, it got stuck on the top of my girlfriend's garage. And she was like, oh, we don't know how we're going to get And that was supposed to be like the end of the day because now we can't play anymore, right? And I was like, no, 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 I know how to fix it. So I like grabbed a bike and propped it up against the side of the garage. Now, because my brothers, <laughs> because my brothers rode bikes, I assumed I knew everything there was to know about bikes and that oh, they could, such a bad idea. Well, and that they could be used for anything. So it's like, listen, I have a lot of experience around bikes. My brothers ride them. Okay. So let me, let me do this. And, um, I propped it up and my one girlfriend like climbed on top of the bike and then on top of the garage. And then I wanted to get up there too. So like she bent down to like grab my wrist to help pull me up from the bike on top of their garage. And this is before we had cell phones. There were no cell phones really. So the, her house phone rang and she like squatted down to get her house phone, dropped me and then like the front of my shin scraped against the <sighs> metal. Yeah. Uh, not even pegs what are they called pedals they were like metal pedals and it took out this huge chunk of my shin it was absolutely (laughs) awful it was one of those where it didn't even start bleeding right away you know where it's just like white and you're like that's my bone (laughs) freaking out dug in oh it was so disgusting but it was it was almost like i couldn't even i was in shock i couldn't even like cry i couldn't even do anything and because i was just like this my whole bone is out of my leg right now it was awful I went to the to the ER, got a bunch of stitches, and it wasn't even two weeks later, again, on bike, trying to show off my skills that I don't have because I want to be like my brother so badly. There was um, a girl at the end of my street who had a driveway that was like super steep. And at the end of the driveway, for whatever reason, I don't know if they had these, it was a common thing on my street, but at the end of the driveway was gravel. So the oh. the hill part, the steep part of the driveway was paved with concrete. And then at the end was loose gravel. Perfect. Right. They could have just been poor people and couldn't afford to get it all done. I don't know. Um, I don't think so. I think they wanted the kids sliding down the driveway to hit the gravel and go into the street without being able to stop. Well, that's pretty much what happened. And this, like, again, I still have stitches. I still have stitches on my left leg. You should get the stitches out. You're not supposed to keep them that long. Well, I have them now. I mean, I thought that they just fell out. You're not supposed to keep them for 22 years? Um, I don't know. Mike Cronin's at the ER. We can ask him when he gets back. (laughs) Text him. Shoot him a text real quick. Ask him to ask the doctor if that's normal. Um... No, so, like, I still have stitches in my left leg from being an idiot on a bike. And then 
I go down. I'm like, watch how fast I can go. And I go down this this steep driveway, and then I go to, like, turn to keep going down the street, and it's gravel, so the bike slides out from under me. And then my knee scraped against the ground, but it was literally, like, the skin on my kneecap completely folded over. And it was, like, again, oh. where you could, like, see, it was so disgusting. And then so, again, right back to the ER, still have stitches in my other leg. They're stitching up my knee. Like, can you please, you're not a BMX star. Can you not for two seconds, please? Just the worst. Oh my God. That is so funny. Now, I love both of those stories, but I also love picturing people listening early on a Monday morning, drinking coffee. And this is how their week is starting. I know, yes. I can't wait. There was a time where I was riding a, a kid's bike. We switched bikes. And he had taken his brakes off to rework them. So there were no hand brakes and he had freewheel. And so we were just cruising <clears throat> and we were chasing another guy on a bike. And we were going into the parking lot of an apartment building. And the, the guy we were chasing went behind the cars that were parked pretty close to the building. And then my friend went behind him. And I thought, I'm going to cut in between these cars close to the building and I am going to cut him off when he hits the yard of the apartment building. And then there were two bikes on both sides in between the building and the cars. So once I got in there, there was no turning. Mm -hmm. And I just had to eat shit. I just, I remember thinking, I'm just going to have to hit the wall. Right. Because there was no nothing else to do. <laughs> right. There's no, literally no other stopping it. I, I hit the wall. And in my head, I'm like, I'm going to hit the wall and everything's going to stop. But I hit the wall and then I did what we called an endo supremo, which was I went, the back wheel came up and I just went face first into the building. Oh. And then you could see, <clears throat> it looked like, uh, well, you could see exactly where my nose just exploded in blood. Oh, so gross. It looked like a Rorschach test. You're just like, oh, what does this remind <laughs> you of? A dipshit that rides a bike without brakes? Oh, oh you pass. God. You can go home. Dude, that yeah. um, bikes are just, I mean, when you think about it, it's like, sure, it's a nice mode of transportation for people to get to work who don't have a car. But then it's like so many terrible things happen on bicycles. Absolutely. My, I was on the handlebars of a friend's bike and we're just driving. See, Go ahead. I, okay, I have to pause you. No, pause. You say so many people, or, I, so many bad things happen on bikes for me. And then your next sentence is, I'm on the handlebars of my friend's bike. Yeah. yeah no shit bad <laughs> things happen to you. Well, because I was using a bike as a ladder and I fell. Can you guys even believe that? I was trying to prove how fast I was. And it's okay. So maybe it's not the bike's fault is what you're trying to say to me <laughs> is that it has nothing to do with the bicycle. Yeah, it might be. And everything to do with me being an idiot. No. Well, it's because I wanted my brother's approval so bad that I was always trying to like be cool and like do the so i'm on this kid's handlebars right and sure. um our my neighbor my next door neighbor wanted to play with us and we had told him no that we were going to go ride bikes and he wasn't allowed to come with us so he got pissed at us and he took a stick and threw it in the spokes as we rode by <laughs> yes so i mean if you know anything about gravity like obviously it it locked up the wheels and then i just went face first on the ground i still have a, a pretty significant scar on the bottom of my chin to this day are there still stitches yeah, the stitches came out yesterday. Can you see them? <laughs> oh, nice. It looks good. It closed up nice. It's nice and healed. Yeah, it did yeah. take a while. Um, but, like, I didn't put down my hands. I'd use my chin to stop my face from hitting the ground, and it was just, like, gushing blood all out nice. there. Just the worst. We got uh, 
we used to get chased in first grade by a sixth grader. Just to let you know, I wasn't, I didn't go to Little House in the Prairie School. It wasn't K through 12, but um, back, I'm so old that there weren't middle schools when I started going to kindergarten, just so you know. So it was an elementary school was K through maybe six or eight. I can't remember, but I remember it was a sixth grader chasing us home from school every, and he would trip us. So we'd be sprinting and he would just come behind us and kick our leg and he was so fast. So we got the fastest kid in our grade and we planned this on the last day of school. We got the fastest kid in our grade to say, F you to this kid. Mm -hmm. And this is first grade. That's that's big time. That's huge. So we were saying like, say the word, man. You, you gotta use it. The say whole F thing. You, you gotta you do gotta it. You gotta say the word. We won't tell. And right, right. Yeah. And so he gets him to chase him and he's running down the street and then he comes back by an alley and we were all back there same thing stick but well it was more of a branch big branch with several sticks but but right towards his legs he tripped and we stoned him like we were in the bible good for you we threw uh not huge rocks but rocks enough to where he knew you don't fuck with us you don't f word with us like in the bible did he repent after that he left us alone, but maybe that's why, because maybe it was K through six, and then he moved on to the high school, which was seven through 12. That makes that more sense. That could have been why. It but he left <laughs> us alone. We never saw him again. You guys were like, we did it. It's the last day of school. We never saw him again. It's like, oh, no, he just went to the next grade. Like, that's I'm telling you, the <laughs> like, it had nothing we to do were... <laughs> with you at all. <laughs> we were celebrating so hard. The fact that a lot of us didn't take our first drink of beer that day is really surprising because we thought we were king shit of fuck mountain for the whole summer. I mean, that's how you start your summer, really? Oh yeah, you're not gonna it's top pretty, it. Yeah, it's pretty solid. When you were talking about, and I and I promise uh, I'm not gonna tell stories the whole time on your episode. No, go ahead. But you kept reminding me of things. So when you said that your skin peeled over Ooh, on your knee yeah. mm -hmm. and then you gouged out your shin, yeah, and then people are drinking coffee right now, let's yes. not forget. Um, when I went to get a friend of mine from Hartford, Connecticut, from college. I went with his twin brother and everyone was moving out. And so people couldn't get their furniture out of the the top. So they were just throwing shit out of the windows <laughs> from the third story. Yeah. And then furniture was shattering. And so we thought it was funny. Some people threw some tennis balls out and we were going to play like stick ball, except mm -hmm. with broken pieces of furniture. And mm -hmm. one of them was so sharp my friend took a huge swing, and as he did, the sharp end of this piece of wood cut his forearm wide open, just sliced it, and you could see the fat. Yes, that had to have been what was in my shin, or because it was bleeding after that. But oh, it looked like cottage cheese. Yes, yes. I, I can't eat cottage cheese Ooh. because of that moment. I'm going to be honest with you. I would not eat cottage cheese anyways because it's healthy. But it it was so disgusting, and we didn't know. Then we had to stop and. Uh, we had to get him stitches, but it was so absolute. We just couldn't believe what happened. I mean, wide it's, open. It's shock because you look at it and it's not like in movies where you see like blood squirting out or anything like that. You just right. like it's white meat that is doing yeah. nothing. And you're like, this is not right. Like something is so, so wrong here. Yeah. The hardest I laughed that entire trip was there was this real buff guy who was just not wearing a shirt anywhere he went. And he walked by and looked at my friend's forearm and he goes, uh, you have fat on your forearm. 
And we were like, oh my God. He's, he is split wide oh, open yeah. right now and he's getting fat jokes. He's like, I oh, mean, my. he's not even fat. He's not, it was just, it was so funny to like, me. Like, oh God, dude, you have fat in your brain? That's the best that you could come up with? Come on, man. Uh, hey everybody, it's Moose in the Morning. We are back. That was a 70s back-to-back banger with Elton John from 1970, Your Song, and Carly Simon, You're So Vain. Hey, you can tell everybody this is your song. You probably think this song is about you. You're so vain. That was a that was a little trick the Moose played on you. We are back Monday, fun day, the alive time, drive time. We got Mary Santora in the hot seat. Hey, uh, have you ever been thrown out of a concert mary oh oh moose where do i begin with being thrown out of concert at the beginning that's where i start <laughs> that's at a the good beginning. place to start thank I, you <laughs> i um god that voice is so hard not to mimic like i hear it and i want to be like let me tell you about the time i was thrown out <laughs> like <laughs> that's just how i want to talk after that um i so i would like to start these this story by saying that i'm uh, going to be two years sober in less than a month. And, um, oh, yes. can I tell you why I'm excited about that? Sure. Number, number one, I, I've known you for a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've known you, uh, drinking Mary and sober Mary. Yes. But any, t- and two years is fascinating. Congratulations. Thank you. Uh, I've been excited for you for a very long time for this, but when someone starts a story with let me just say I've been sober for almost two years. <laughs> a shit storm is right around the corner, well, and I can't wait. Oh, my God, dude. And it's it's one of those things where when I think about stuff, and I'm like, man, I wish all my good stories didn't revolve around drinking. And then I'm like, you know what? I'm glad I had those times, and I'm over them now. You know what I mean? Like, I'm glad oh, sure, yeah. I'm not that person anymore, you know? Nobody nobody wants to hear how you couldn't find a parking space on the way to yoga. Right, exactly. And yeah. being sober, this is kind of going a little off topic but being sober the last two years I've struggled to write what I think is very funny material in comedy because I'm like no sure. one cares no one cares <laughs> about my LaCroix no one gives a shit that I didn't use my Bed Bath & Beyond coupon but she gave me 20% off anyway like those stories suck <laughs> they suck so bad it's I'm not kidding dude it has been the hardest part of being sober is being so uninteresting all the time well I disagree because I've seen your comedy after sobriety and uh it's fantastic i mean you know i think there's times where you don't let yourself get away with easier shit when you are drunk because when you're drunk your your ego self is at the forefront right Mm -hmm. when you're drunk you just want you're like i'll just tell this joke It, it might be easy but it'll get me to this right and you get that huge laugh and when you're drunk you're like yeah killed it but when you're sober and you do that, you're like, what the fuck are you doing? Right, right. Why, why are you doing that to get to there? Fix your shit. Mm-hmm. If, you, if you can fix, like, drinking, fix this stupid joke. So, um, you know, for what it's worth, I, I, I know that we're supposed to be funny on this show and you're just, like, making fun of yourself. But your sober comedy is, is outrageous. And uh, your album, I've seen the material fan a fucking tastic thank you thank you very much you're welcome I appreciate that you're um, welcome now back to the shit fuckery of me being sober um i can't wait <laughs> so i the first concert i was ever ejected from um these came well, back there's to more than one i've got two good stories for you i've got two <laughs> i've got two good i was thrown out of a concert story and i think oh, my yes. favorite part about both of these stories you can pick which one you want first um because they're not bands that you would think 
someone would go and get wasted and party and thrown out. Um, Can I tell you one thing? Yes. One of my favorite books as a kid were the Choose Your Own Adventure books. Okay. So the fact that you've just given me a choice yes. on this adventure has rocked my morning. You get to you get to choose your own adventure. So we get to hear the tale of the time I was okay. thrown out of the New Kids on the Block slash Backstreet Boys concert. And <laughs> <laughs> KOTB BSB. <laughs> um, or... Oh, fring, frong, fring, frong. <laughs> Kevin the dog. Just another thing we stole. Moose in the morning. Ooh. Okay. Or... John Mayer. Oh my God! Do I get to hear both? You though? get to hear both. Yeah. I just, just get to hear the. Yeah, you get to pick the first one. Yeah. Which? What do you? What do you want to hear first? I have to go John Mayer first, okay. only because I know that the New Kids on the Block toured with the Backstreet Boys. Mm -hmm. I think fairly recently. It was not super recently. It was probably eight years ago. Can I ask you a question? Yes. Which is the most recent story? The New Kids on the Block one. Okay, that's the one I want to hear because that means you were even drunker. That is true. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's how so, it works. You so you want to hear that you, one you first. Don't, you, you don't quit drinking. No, I want to hear John Mayer John first. Mayer I want to hear the okay. most recent one last. Okay. Because I'd like to go chronological. Okay. Because nobody gets sober because they're getting their shit together. Right, because the stories are getting more boring. That's never, <laughs> yeah. you know, I'm kind of just like really working right. on moderation and it feels like it's for me, you know? Um, no. So John Mayer, I'm underage at this point. John Mayer, my favorite artist, my favorite musician. I uh, love him. To this day? To this day. John Mayer is my okay. favorite artist. Um, at the time, this was probably 2009. Maybe 2010, okay. 2009. I was definitely not 21 yet, um, but I went with two of my college roommates. There's an outdoor concert venue in Cleveland. It's called Blossom Music Center. So it's like this okay. really big, beautiful pavilion. It's like two miles into the Cuyahoga Valley National Park. So you like park oh, shit. and then it's a far walk. Like you're walking for yeah. 20 minutes to get into where the venue is. That's a good pace. It's wonderful. Yeah, yeah. It's it's really beautiful. Huge, beautiful pavilion, giant stage. And then there's a huge, like, um, big hill called the lawn. And that's where all the general admission seating is, is on the lawn. Okay. So my two college roommates and I got tickets to the lawn to go see John Mayer. And um, everybody pregames at Blossom. I mean, people pregame at concerts, but because it's outside, sure. I think people tend to pregame more. And you're like, you have such a long walk in that people will take drinks with them and yada, yada, yada. Um, my roommate, college roommates, and I decided to do, as our pregame, we pregamed with um, playing the game Thunderstruck. Are you familiar with the drinking game Thunderstruck? Oh, no, but do you do you play the song Thunderstruck so as you play the game? You play this thong, the, the, thong, <laughs> oh, the song yes. Thunderstruck, and what it is thong, is you, thong, thong, thong. you somehow pick who goes first, whether it's rock, paper, scissors, or whatever, and then sure. you chug your drink until they say, thunder and then when they say that then the next person starts chugging and it goes around throughout the whole until the end of the first chorus so thunder thunder and then so you're chugging for the in-between time right Whew, yeah okay. so my college roommates and i <laughs> were sitting in the car and we decided to play this while drinking hypnotic oh i don't know if you're God. familiar with hypnotic I yeah i sure am it's that bright blue raspberry liqueur it's like a frosted bottle right uh-huh it's a frosted yeah. bottle yeah so yeah. my girlfriends and i did that we made it through two bottles of hypnotic playing thunderstruck how but many people were there three Time out. 
three. <laughs> oh my, you probably <laughs> told me that and I didn't think it was going to be important. So I put it to the back of my head, but now I need that information. Three people, three girls, two three bottles of 20 year old girls, small <laughs> children chugging hypnotic. Um, so oh, wow. that's where we start. And then we go into the John Mayer concert. My one girlfriend was 21. She was the one who bought us the booze. And then the, re- the other two of us were not. So she, we obviously couldn't buy beer from the big beer tubs. Um, so what we would do is we played tricks on them where like I, we would look for the female beer <laughs> vendors. And okay. then one of us would go ask a female beer vendor for a tampon. And the other one would steal a tall boy beer. <laughs> <laughs> we did this. <laughs> I love how you're taking advantage of a horrible situation. Oh yeah, one hundred percent. None so of great. and mind you, none of us were on our period. This was just sure. a way to get booze. Now, being hot twenty-year-old girls, we also could have just asked anyone to buy that for us, but this was the sure. way that we decided to go about it. Um, so we did that probably, I'd say three three beers worth. But again, we're young and we just drank two bottles of liqueur and we're sharing these beers. So I'm pretty blacked out. That was another reason I quit drinking is because I was a blackout drunk. So I don't remember a lot of these things. I don't remember most of the. I remember. Yes. Uh, I don't remember most of the concert, but I do sure. remember um, getting ready to leave. We're walking up this the hill. We're walking up um, the lawn at Blossom. And then John Mayer comes back out to do his encore. And yeah. I took off running because at this point, I remember I remember this where I was like, I'm going to meet John Mayer tonight. That was <laughs> that was the only mission in my 20 year old drunk brain was I'm tonight is the night that I make it happen with John Mayer. And so I go sprinting down the hill, down the lawn. I hop the fence over into the pavilion and I make it all the way down into the front, into the pit. I am against the stage for John Mayer's encore. The fact that nobody stopped me, I have no idea. I don't know how I got down there, but um, I'm so enamored. I'm in love. And he's like singing his last song. And as he's like finishing up his last song, I put like my hands behind my back in like a 90 degree angle, put my arms up on the stage. Right. So my arms are on the stage and I'm facing away from the stage. Right. So in one motion that I hoist myself up on the stage and get my legs around, I am swooped off by a security <laughs> guard. Like it was one fluid motion. I am swooped off and carried. He physically carried me out and took me up to the top of the hill where my friends were waiting. And they were like, we know her. She's with us like that. That's our friend. So he takes us and we he's oh like, get God. out, get out, get out. It was the end of the concert anyway. But he like made sure that we were on the other side of the gate just in case there was any more tomfoolery. (laughs) But I was so drunk and I had to pee so bad. So on the walk home, like back to the car, like again, we're talking a 20 minute walk. I am screaming at my friends about how bad I have to pee. And I just keep screaming the sentence over and over again. I keep saying, I'm a splode. I'm a splode. And I'm like making this huge skeptical about how I'm going to splode. And it got to the point where I drove there. So we get back into my car and I tried to pee in like a water bottle, but I end up like peeing all over my own car. I passed out <laughs> on the <laughs> passed out on the ride home. We get to my girlfriend's parents' house who live near the venue. And then I proceeded to do the most drunk girl thing that you can do. And I called my ex-boyfriend and cried my eyes out, telling him how I still <laughs> wanted him back. And it was just it was just every typical thing you could do. <laughs> Oh my God. Yeah. That is like, what's so, so there's a Karen 
is an older white lady that always wants to talk to a manager and call police on black people. Mm -hmm. A Chad. We all know what a Chad is. We get it. What is, what's the name for the 20 year old that gets drunk, tries to meet John Mayer and then calls an ex-boyfriend? Do we know? Is there a name for that? I would always introduce my drunk self as Becky. So I don't know if that's what it was. I, I think mean, that is right. Have you ever, but have you ever met a girl who did that? Because that was so me. Like someone would be like, oh, I think we met last weekend. And I'd be like, oh, no, you didn't meet me. You met Becky. Like <laughs> She's my drunk alter ego. <laughs> it was just the worst. Oh, that is so funny. And, and my, my favorite thought of that story is you putting your hands back on the stage mm-hmm. to lift yourself up. Right. Like you're going to push yourself up onto your... Uh, your My countertop. Butt. Yeah. Yeah, but you, yeah, to to grab something higher in a in a right, right, right in the cupboard. Yes. And so, why why I think it's so funny is when you're drunk, when you're as drunk as you're explaining, you are. There's no way that you popped your hands up there and then just did it. You were positioning yourself <laughs> for at least five minutes. Right. Like and two hands and trying to get a better grip and <laughs> enough time I for just, them to be like, this isn't going to end well, and come swoop me up. You know. Yeah, I have uh, a concert story, and maybe I've told it. I'm I'm 45 years old. I'm going to be 46 March 2nd, and so I no longer apologize for telling stories twice because I think that's just part of me now. Is this the story but, of when you went to the original Woodstock? Oh, my God. That sucks. That, sucks. that was so funny, but it also <laughs> sucks so bad. That sucks. Okay, I, sorry. Was not even, I was not even born for six oh, years Oh, sorry. I didn't. That. I'm sorry. Uh, so I was at... In, in Fargo, North Dakota. That was the big city around where I lived. Mm-hmm. And get this, Goo Goo Dolls was coming. Yes. No Doubt was coming. <gasps> and Bush was coming. Same night? Same night. Okay. All so kind of I think like, probably. This is like North Dakota Woodstock, kind of. This is exactly <laughs> North Dakota Woodstock. It's in the Fargo Dome. Yes. And, uh, and I, now that I'm telling the story, I think I am, because I think I had to ask somebody for help with the name No Doubt when I told the story. So I'm going to go very quickly, but... What I used to drink, not hypnotic, I used to take uh, just a bottle of Bacardi Limon on its own, and then I would take a two liter of Mountain Dew, and I would dump that half of it out, and I would replace the half that I dumped out with a pint of strawberry schnapps, and then I would pull off the Bacardi Limon bottle, and I would chase it with strawberry schnapps Mountain Dew. Really cool guy. Yeah. I mean, my name was David... Until I was 21, and then they changed it to Chad just because of that. Because of that, yeah. Just I mean, yeah. the sugar alone. So I, yeah, no kidding. So I'm completely wasted. Yeah. Having a great time, and then it hits me all at once, and I go, I'm gonna fucking puke all over. So I go up to you know, like the gate that separate that you jumped over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It separates the pit yes. from the the, sta- the people from the stage, and so I'm almost there. Right. I need to get to that gate so I can puke over it. But these guys will not let me. And then one guy turns around. He goes, we're not buying your bullshit, man. And he elbows me. And then I just go, all over. And it was bright red because of the schnapps. Oh, gross. So you're thinking it's blood. No, I was just thinking I knew it was schnapps. I was just like, I just puked on these people. They're going to kill me. And then from in between them, an arm came from the other side of the gate, grabbed me, lifted me up and over the gate and maybe saved my life or at least a serious ass kicking. Yeah. Kicked me out the back door of the Fargo Dome. But then uh, I saw other people that could uh, that could get in the side. I went back in 
enjoyed the concert with puke on my shirt. There nobody you go. knew. No, nobody the wiser. No. So I didn't get uh, almost brought into the woods and saved by my friends. I really think that's what was about to happen to you. No, 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 no. I didn't get taken into the woods. No, no, no. And and murdered. No. I bet there's a shallow grave already dug there. <laughs> so, number two, the Backstreet yeah, Boys I can't concert. Wait. So I can't wait. this is a couple years after that. I was 22, okay. I think. Um, and it's at the what is now the Rack and Mortgage Fieldhouse in Cleveland. It's been the Gundarina, the Q, whatever you want to call it. So big indoor arena where the Cavs play. Sure. <clears throat> I was a cheerleader in college, and we had just played the MAC tournament at the same venue a few weeks before. So because okay. I had cheered, I kind of knew the ins and outs of the building, and I knew how to get to places that maybe I didn't necessarily need to be. Well, I have a question. Ready. What uh, You're cheering, mm-hmm. and then you just, you're doing recon because you know you're going back for this no, concert? No, I did not know I was going back for this concert, but I'm saying- So you were just putzing around that's an Im- trying to- That's an important thing to remember is that I knew the building. I'm setting you up okay. with information that you'll need later. Well, so, yeah, no, I, I believe, I just want to know why you were walking around like a goddamn- uh, Well, when we cheered, we came like a in a separate entrance. You come in like the player's oh. entrance, and then you get back to like the rehearsal area, and then they like from there, you walk out the tunnel yep. onto okay. the court. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. So my girlfriend's parents, my girlfriend's dad worked for a news affiliate in the city. Um, so he always got these great tickets to concerts and, and sporting events and things like that. And when okay. this this came through, my, my girlfriend hit me up and she was like, yo, my dad's hooking us up with his work loge. Like, you've got to come. Free beer, free food. <laughs> I was like, oh, my God, Backstreet Boys. We've never seen them live together. And like we grew up with that band. So this was um, like I said, I was like 22. So I wasn't. Convinced I was an alcoholic yet. I thought I was just a partier, if that makes sense. I'm also not convinced you grew up with... Oh, you said the Backstreet Boys. Backstreet Boys. New Kids okay. is a little older than me. Yeah, but no yeah, shit. Backstreet I was going to say, we I used to run for. home after sixth grade to watch their videos, so there's no chance you grew up. No, no, no. Backstreet Boys. Okay. So, um, so I'm in this very... Very heavy drinking phase of my life. Um, and uh-huh. I brought a bottle of 151 with us oh, to party. Mary. I know. And here was the thing. Becky. I know. Because I would always say, be like, well, you only need one shot. And then, like, once you're out, you only have to have, like, one or two drinks. So it was, like, my way to, to cheat, to, like, drink cheap was to do a shot of 151 before I left the house. So I, I would can, have loved if your friends would have said, okay, we'll do this. But how many times have you gotten stitches because of a bike? Right. <laughs> That's because what I'd like to know. <laughs> How balanced are you to begin You're with? We need to know that. You're full of fucking bad ideas. <laughs> oh, the worst. 151. Okay. So I convinced all of my our group to do a shot of 151 before we leave. And then everybody's piling into the car. And I was like, oh, let me go pee real quick. I didn't piling into the car. Yes, to to drive downtown. Um, let me go pee real quick. So everybody's in the car, and I'm like, I gotta go. So I ran back inside. But here's where it's like, oh, you were an alcoholic. I didn't go back inside to go pee. I went inside to do another shot of 151. Makes um, sense, obviously, because I didn't want to be judged by everybody else for just yeah. partying. You know, I want to have a good time. <laughs> um, so we get Girls to the just concert. Just want to have fun, right? Cindy Lauper, everybody. <laughs> right. So we get to the concert and we're getting up to the loge, and so we're hanging out, and there's like beers and stuff there, and I'm already fuzzy at this point, like. Two shots of 151 for a 120 pound girl. You're gonna get knocked on your ass. Like that's all. That's fucking 302. It's 302. It's too many. Yeah. So um, we're hanging out in the loge and we're like waiting for the concert to start. And then um, there was some opening band that I didn't know. And then Backstreet Boys came on. And then the same thing that clicked with John Mayer clicked with Backstreet Boys. Where I was like, I'm gonna meet AJ McLean tonight. 
Like that's that's what's happening because he was the bad boy and I was like into bad boys, you know. Um, but of course you were, Becky. I know. They wouldn't let me leave the loge. So I had to wait until everyone was distracted and I hopped over the front of the loge like those plexiglass. You know what I'm talking about? If you've been in any yeah. loge of a, of a sporting arena, they're all the same. And I like jumped over that. The fact that I didn't like nick an ankle or something and like totally tumble to my death because you're up on like in this <laughs> in the upper bowl, you know? Yeah. Um. So I get out and then I go to the elevator and I make my way down to where I know the backstage is because I had been there a few weeks earlier cheering. So I know where I'm going. God wasted in heels that I shouldn't be wearing anyway. I'm clopping my way around. And then I, uh, I get backstage and I'm like looking around, like trying to figure out like where the Backstreet Boys were. Like, so that's like all I'm like trying to figure out. I was like, where are the Backstreet Boys? And I don't have any kind of press pass or anything like that. So that I get kicked out. They're like, get out of here. You're not allowed to be back here. I was like, okay, okay. It's my bad. I was looking for the bathroom. And like the security guards were like, get out. So I was like, okay. So I just did a lap once they kicked me out. I just walked around the arena and then I came right back to where I was <laughs> and I got in again. And now this time I had seen that the Backstreet Boys were out on stage. So I'm standing there and I'm like watching them from behind stage. And at this point, I put both my hands up on the rails and I'm like, I'm going on this stage right now. Like that was <laughs> what was happening in my head. And I can even retelling the story. My heart's starting to beat fast because I remember seeing I'm telling you, I like remember the feeling of seeing the lights and I saw AJ and my hands are like on the banisters and I'm like rocking like I'm ready. I'm ready to go out onto this stage right now. And this is when, again, I got swooped up. They like pulled me out like, you're not allowed to be back here. You got back here again, blah, blah, blah. That's it. We're throwing you out. So they took me to like this back security room and I'm wasted. And um, I don't know if you know this about me, Chad, but when I get drunk, I tend to have a little bit of a mouth on me. And oh, uh, <laughs> oh how does that even sound like it checks out? <laughs> um, I have seen you get kicked out of an Adobe Gillis or some shit. No one's ever been kicked out of an Adobe Gillis. <laughs> and I remember you were head down on the table, passed out. It was and a Bar Louie, someone... thank you. Oh, Bar Louie, Bar Louie. <laughs> and then somebody came over and said something to you and you're like, just immediately up. Oh, yeah. And took over the whole conversation. So this part, I remembered like spots of this part. Yep. But they, I'm in this like back room with a couple security guards. They weren't cops. They were just like security guards. And um, they were like, we're calling you cab. Like, you got to get out of here. How like like grilling me about, you know, you weren't supposed to be backstage. And that's why we're getting you kicked out. And then but I was like drunk and shitty about it. And I was like, oh, like if I wasn't supposed to be backstage, then like who let me backstage? Like whose problem <laughs> is this? Because it sounds to me like you're not good at your job. Because if you're good at your job, would I have gone backstage twice? And I'm like just talking so much shit to them. So they put me in um, a cab. They put me in a cab and uh, sent me home because this is before Uber or anything like that. So I'm driving. I don't know where I'm going. I just told the guy like my friend's address and he gets us from it's like a 25, 30 minute cab ride. But I didn't have any of my stuff. All my stuff was in the loge. So this part, I didn't have my my nothing, my ID, my money, nothing. Um, So I somehow I don't really remember the cab ride home, but I get back to my friend's parents house in a cab and her parents like come out. I guess that her parents paid for my cab, which was like eighty dollars. And then I'm sure that they upped it just for being an asshole. You know what I mean? Whatever charges those are. Um, And then I don't remember anything, but I wake up the next day. My friend is furious with me. She's like 
what the hell is wrong with you? You got out here and then my dad tells me this morning that you were trying to piss in our sink. And I was like, what? And apparently when I got back to her house, her parents put me to bed, but I had woken up and then they caught me like gargoyle perched on their family <laughs> sink, like full blown using their sink as a toilet in the middle of a blackout. It was well, <laughs> just the most embarrassing thing to wake up the next day in that house, hear that story, and then still like have to look at her parents. And then it was like, I'm telling you, she got married in 2015, and I was one of her bridesmaids, and I had not spoken to her parents in since that happened. And then at her like rehearsal dinner, I pulled her dad aside, and I was like, hey, I just wanted to apologize for that Backstreet Boys concert. <laughs> like, <laughs> It would have been so great bad. if his, her mom would have been like, so what'd you get her for her wedding? And you were like, everything but the kitchen sink. Right. Anyways, I have to go do this thing. Uh, I oh, got, my God. I got her a nice vacation. I got her parents new dishes is what I got. <laughs> yeah. Oh, wow. I can't believe you quit drinking. I know, right? I was so fun. <laughs> Speaking of fun, hey, we are back. It's Moose in the Morning. Hey, everybody. Uh, we got Mary Santor in the hot seat. It is a, a live time drive time. That was Whitesnake. Here I go again. God damn, I sing that song every time I go back with a $2 winner to the pull tab window. Hey, Mary, uh, have you ever partied uh, anything like that with a Chicago bull? Oh, man, Moose, it's, it's uh, funny you ask. Uh, <laughs> Thank you. It is funny. It is funny. You're so funny, funny naturally. Did you know that? You should tell me a joke. Um, <laughs> no, the only time I've ever missed a stand-up show because I was an idiot, like on my own volition, I've missed them because of traffic or weather or things like that. But one time I missed a stand-up show because I was um, a drunken mess was because I was on a two-day drinking bender with Dennis Rodman. And um, that's incredible. It is. It's a good it's a sentence that I don't know how many people are able to say, but definitely me and the leader of one Korean nation. And I know that. So that's something. <laughs> Isn't it weird that you're one degree separated from the ruler of North Korea? My friend. So when Dennis Rodman went over and was like, whatever he was doing, negotiating or peace terms or whatever he was, my friend that I went to the Backstreet Boys concert with sent me a picture of like her television and was like, you know this guy. Like, this is ridiculous that you are one person removed from North Korea. It was Oh, wild. it's so funny. I hope you sent a text back that said, you know how I got to party with him? Same reason I pissed in your family sink. So why don't you cool your goddamn jets? Yeah. How about you uh, appreciate the culture I'm bringing you and the fact There's that I'm a national treasure. Bad. Thank you. Um, so uh, I used to work in a in the foundation room at House of Blues in Cleveland. So it's like a, a members only club type of thing. It's a higher okay. end for people of Cleveland, you know, who have money to use it. The elites. The elites. Um, the elites. Bernie Koza. Yeah. In there. So um, a guy came in and he had, I guess he was Dennis Robbins, like road manager for a long time. And he was like, hey, you're like, we got to talking and I told him I was a comedian and yada, yada, yada. And um, he was like, I have him coming in town for my birthday celebration. And we're going to do like, we're going to raffle off, you know, old jerseys and signed basketballs. And then we're we've got a couple of club appearances. He goes, why don't you come MC the raffle and then come to these appearances with us and like hang out for the night? And I was like, oh, that'd be incredible. Like, that would be oh so much God. fun. Yeah. So I we do that and it's pretty chill. And I'm doing the regular white ticket number nine, four, two, you know, like nothing crazy. Sure. 
But then we hop in and we're drinking as as the night's going. Nothing, you know, drinking, drinking, drinking. We get into a stretch Hummer limo, whatever, and we go to what I found out to be was um, a yacht club in Cleveland. Now, I didn't know that Cleveland had <laughs> yacht clubs. I, I this was news to me. I had no idea that they even existed to begin with. So. After the appearance, we go there and we're like hanging out and everybody's drinking and partying and and it's, you know, getting loose and people are kind of just talking. So we have probably 10 or 15 people in our group. And then so after that, it was like, all right, well, now we got to go to dinner. So we get to the place we're supposed to have dinner at. Again, 15 people. We just walk in. They like clear. It was the, it was the most famous I'd ever felt, because when you're with someone like this, the caliber of Dennis Rodman, he is known around the world like and he's a giant sure. human being. So you can't miss him. You know what I mean? Like, so everywhere we went, they were like, people were like, oh my God, is that Dennis Rodman? And it helped that he was wearing his own jersey. Like, that'll help people <laughs> to identify you as well. Just in case. Just in case you didn't know by the painted fingernails and the six foot nine man. Um, but we, we go to dinner and they're like comping all these like appetizers and our drinks and all this stuff. And then it's getting close to the time where we have to get to these club appearances. So um, drink and drink and drink. And we start hitting the club appearances one by one, right? And I've never experienced this type of life where you're like essentially you're paid just to be there so that the club can promote, hey, we've got so-and-so yeah. coming through. Yeah. So like every, they're just throwing things at you. Every club we went to had like three bottles of Tito's and they're like, if you guys don't drink this, like it's free. You have to either here's Tito's, here's Red Bull, here's all the mixers, right? Now, as a young alcoholic, I'm like, wait a minute, we're just going to leave these bottles when we go to the next club appearance. And so I like would make sure that I was one of the last people to like kind of run and get in the limo so that I could essentially chug what was left of the Tito's as much as I could handle Jesus to get Christ. to the point. Yes. Do you see where the <laughs> drinking is always getting me in trouble? So I'm like drinking, drinking, drinking. And we're just hopping around from club to club. And it was fun. It was cool. And it was like it was it was this very surreal experience and i like invited my sister along because i was like dude you got to experience this with me like this is nuts getting drunk getting drunk getting drunk and then it got back to um the end of the night everybody's wasted we're eating pizza in like a hotel lobby and then i bet dennis rodman that he i think it was something like he couldn't fit two pieces of pizza in his mouth or some some weird dumb <laughs> drunk bet and he was like well what do you want to bet and i was like i want to bet the jersey that you're wearing and so, like, he was like, I'm not going to shove all this pizza in his mouth. You know what I mean? So he ended up, like, giving right. me the jersey off of his back. Oh, wow. And I was like, get that. And I was like, this is amazing. This is the best day ever. So we leave. Everyone goes home. I did not sleep with Dennis Rodman. I went home to my own apartment. Everybody leaves. I, I, I was not thinking that. <laughs> Anybody I've ever told this story to is like, so you fucked the same guy that fucked Karma Electra. Nice. You know? No, but, but I was thinking, how tall are you? 5'2". You're 5'2", he's 6'9", you had his jersey on. To so my ankles. You, I feel, yeah, I was going to say you look like one of the ghosts on Miss Pac-Man or something. Right, 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 right. So the next day, everybody's hung over. They're like, hey, meet us for brunch. This is where we're having brunch. So we go to brunch and we start drinking with brunch. It's a Sunday. I know that I have to be at a show at 7 o'clock. I know that, okay? But I'm like, it's brunch, whatever. I'm going to be fine. We're meeting at noon. But I was in that state where you're like hungover drunk. <laughs> You know, where you wake up and you're definitely still drunk from the night before. And then you take one sip of alcohol. Mm -hmm. It's almost like uh, I picture I pictured a little bit like a meth house mm -hmm. where it's a huge rager 
and then the alcohol from the night before are like the people doing meth and they all crash they're all sleeping but then someone else comes back with just a little bit of meth Mm -hmm. and boom we are partying again. here we go right back in it so that's exactly what happened i woke up in that like hungover state i took an uber downtown and then we started drinking again and so like you said from that first mimosa that i had i was like i am drunk again here we go and uh so then we find our way to what I found is another yacht club in Cleveland. I didn't know Cleveland had one. And now in two days, I've been to two different yacht clubs. And so we're doing, <laughs> <laughs> I know. And, and it just sounds so silly where I'm like, you're going to live in Cleveland. And if you have the money to buy a yacht, like, come on, like, why not buy a mansion? And by the way, like to have that money in Cleveland is like $200,000. It's not even like millions of dollars. <laughs> um, so we're at our second yacht club and we're doing Jaeger bombs uh-huh. at like why not? one one o'clock yeah. in the afternoon yeah. and and yeah. in my mind i'm like oh well there's red bull in these so like that'll keep me up <laughs> like i'll be fine because there's red bull you know um <laughs> but as the day progresses we're getting more and more drunk and we're losing more and more members of the entourage so it's like winding down to just be a couple of us and then at one point the guy who i originally knew from the bar that i worked at took off and so we're sitting at a bar and it's me Dennis Rodman and some chick from a, one of the yacht clubs who is so hot and like just perfect. You know what I mean? And we're yeah. all drinking and smoking cigarettes. And I remember I don't smoke cigarettes. And I remember being like, <laughs> who am I? Like, like having like an existential <laughs> crisis. Like, do I work at the yacht club now? Like, who, who do, I, what has this done to me? <laughs> like, you know, and, um, it gets to the point where like it's getting super fuzzy and like i knew that i needed to get out of there but i thought that we had this limo and like i didn't have a lot of money so i'm like real real drunk and they're like don't worry like we'll get you home and so i guess i don't i don't remember leaving the last bar that we were at um but i guess they got me to my apartment and i woke up to banging on my door at like midnight and i woke up and i had like 20 missed calls and a bunch of text messages and then like it was um a friend of mine who lived down the street in another apartment he's like banging he's like dude what the hell like no one's been able to reach you for two days like the last we saw you were partying with dennis rodman last night and now nobody's talked to you in 20 hours you know and so <laughs> it, it was as simple as i was just on a two-day bender and finally crashed and then like just was out to the world. I got home at like five o'clock, was like, oh, I'll take a nap before my show. I woke up, the shower was running. So I'm assuming that like I turned my shower on to take a shower to go to the show and then just went and laid down in my bed and passed out. Oh, but, I um, thought maybe you, you turned the shower on because you were like, listen, if the pizza in the oven starts on fire, <laughs> this shower should put it out. Right, okay. I have done that uh, at least twice though. I wanna say three <laughs> times that I've left the pizza in the oven. Um, but yeah, so that's the only time that I've ever missed a show because I was an idiot. And I'm like, if it's going to be any time, I think it should be this time. <laughs> like, I think I get a pass on that one. <laughs> oh my God. I just like these stories. I just, I've never heard them and they're so fantastic. They're all drinking stories. So it's one of those where like in sobriety, you're not supposed to romanticize drinking or like idolize it or anything like that and it's not like they're not my best moments you know and I'm, it's not sure. one of those where i'm like going back like man i wish I, I was that person or that was so much fun it was like no these are 100 percent the reasons why i stopped drinking <laughs> every single one of these is another notch to be like all right mark it down on the list like this is why we can't go back <laughs> like, i was thankful 
to see that you had gotten sober because of the times we'd we'd hung out. Yes. So hearing these, it's like I would have been cheering even harder. Oh yeah, because these are outrageous. Well, we I mean, only I love had. Them so much. I think we only had like two, and they weren't even that bad. Like you talked about me getting thrown out of the bar, Louis. The cops came that night, right? Because I was laying on the ground trying to start a fight with the people on the patio. I don't know if you knew that whole Which story. Which is, I don't know that story, but when I start fights, I also immediately lay on the ground. <laughs> it's so the I best can, defense. So I can starfish. Yeah, I like to starfish. You can get the legs and the four. arms. Yep. Yeah, Absolutely. for sure. You get it. You get it. Yeah, um, of course I do. Yeah, so I mean, it was never anything, when we hung out, it was never anything like, because it was always, we met each other on the road, like that, when you, were, you just happen to be in the same city, and then it's like, no way, and then you get wasted, like that was, right. ours were very and, calm, if that makes and sense. And that's what, that's what makes me think that you didn't really uh, care to hang out with me, because you, you weren't getting, uh, you weren't having the most fun possible. You know what I think I'm totally it was? Kidding. I'm just kidding. Oh, I was going to say, well, oh. that, also that, but... Um, <laughs> All of my like drunkest, drunkest stories usually happen when I'm within at least some sort of distance of my home. You know what I mean? Like I feel. Can I'm, I tell you, you're always within some sort of distance no, of your okay, home. Okay, that was a dumb thing to say. You're right. You're right. I didn't say it was dumb. One. I'm just trying. I'm letting you know. No, like when I'm closer to home. Like if I'm in Cleveland, I know my family's here. My house is here. I can get home in 20 minutes if I need to. Whereas when I'm on the road and I'm a female who travels alone. I'll still get sure. drunk, but I won't get like two day bender <laughs> drunk. You know what I mean? I love how dedicated you were to it. Listen, I'll still get drunk. Like I'm, gonna, I'm not a quitter. I'm gonna take my drink tickets, like and those of the ones around me, like obviously. Oh, but. It's so it's so great. Well, regardless the reasons, the the amount of fun, the not amount of fun, uh, I am so happy for you that you got sober. I'm so happy for your career, and I'm so happy that you have an album coming out. Cause I, I do think you're extremely funny, extremely talented, um, personable, likable. There's so many things I could say, but uh, I'm just gonna say, go buy the album, please. Hillbilly Bougie. You can pre-order it now. When does it come out? Uh, February 26th is the release date. 226. Mm-hmm. Last Friday two, two, of the six, month. 226 yeah. okay. oh. yeah. Last Friday of the month, that means it's payday. No oh, excuses, oh, oh, oh. sons of bitches. You are at Mary Santora Comedy on Instagram. Mm-hmm. If you want to get uh, some of these, uh, s- some info, you want to see her back when she was cheering. She has pictures of that mm-hmm. because I'm just saying when I, I, I brought it up earlier, when you said you were a tomboy, it kind of blew my mind a little bit. I but. was like the I was the girl on the field who was more interested in the game than the cheering. And I'd be sure. like having to be pulled away from it and everyone would be like this, that, and I'd be like, but you didn't even see that was, that was clipping or like coming up with the most ridiculous calls in my own head of what it could be. And it's also ridiculous too, because then you can see that you still can do back handsprings into flips. I did that last year during quarantine, last May. So about a year ago, I was like, I got to get out of the house. And I did handsprings. I did a couple tucks. And I have not attempted it since because I've been too afraid. Interesting. I've been too afraid. I was like, I was 30 years old. I just went out into the grass and I didn't break my neck. And I'm like, documented it, put it on Instagram. I think we should leave it at that. (laughs) Interesting. You say that last May, uh, 45, Mm -hmm. I was, and got up from a lunge position because I had to pick something up off the ground without touching any other furniture. Just use my <gasps> leg muscles. Oh, my God. Did you document it? I didn't. I had no Dude. idea it was going to happen. And nobody's going to believe you. Gonna nobody's going to believe you now because you didn't even get it on tape. I got to go. Okay, bye. 
everybody. That was um, Mary Santora. What? Uh, so it's just so funny. And I just want to run through some things again. At Mary Santora Comedy, because I know when you're listening, you don't always have a pen. But at Mary Santora Comedy on uh, that's Instagram. And then uh, Hillbilly Bougie, you can pre-order right now. And in the interview, she said skeptical when she was trying to say spectacle. And she corrected herself. But I'm taking that out of the show. So I just want to let you know that you don't need to send any messages. And uh, I hope you guys are having uh, a fantastic Monday. And I hope you have an even better week. Catch you next week. Hey, if you guys like this, uh, there will be a new episode next Monday and every single Monday at 8 a.m. So click the subscribe button so your phone sends it to you without having to do any work.